0: Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. I'm Beatrice Murad, and today I'm joined by April Collins. Hi there! And Delaney Stovall. Hey y'all. Today we will be recapping the third and fourth episodes of she Season 3, Once Upon a Time in the Waste, and Moment of Truth, which dropped along with the rest of the season earlier this month. Warning, all of us have seen Season 3 in its entirety. We will be discussing these episodes and how they interact with the rest of the season as well as the rest of the show. So spoilers, spoilers, spoilers for everything in Season 3, but especially for these two episodes. Um, You can find out more about this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes at OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes. You can follow us on Spotify. The link is on our website. Or uh, you can find us on YouTube at YouTube.com slash OverlyAnimated.
1: All right, so what are your thoughts on these two episodes? So these episodes are... There's a lot in them. Um, I really enjoy, like, the the Catra and um, Scorpia sort of, like, taking over the Crimson Waste. Like, that's, that's really fun. I liked that. Um, there's a lot going on with, like, Adora and, um, like, honestly, it, I don't, like... I literally just watched these episodes last night again for the I don't know what time and I like I can't remember any of the stuff with like Adora. I know she gets really? captured yeah, like, it kind of, like, sat on the back burner, which I think is, like, a completely different reaction than I had from, like, the first time, like, watching these episodes. So, it, it like, that's just, like, an interesting observation for, I guess, for me, is that, like, I was, like, oh, like, I can't, like, I remember she gets captured and um, by Catra, at the end of like episode three and then we go into episode four and like glimmer has the whole thing where she's fighting with her mom and all of that but like i i just don't i i I don't know i don't know what it was i feel like i was more like involved in like the other things that were going on like i thought like the shadow weaver stuff was actually pretty interesting the entrapta stuff was very in hordak um was you know precious and of itself and then of course like catra and scorpia um sort of stole the show so that that, that's my like general thoughts on these two episodes like i feel bad admitting like oh i don't really remember adora so
0: that's really we got to meet mara for the first time oh yeah oh
1: yeah oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like I will I I will say like that whole like meeting like Mara was very interesting like there's a lot that like to take away from it and maybe because like upon my second time watching I was just like like I was like this is like an information dump for me you know what I mean like so I don't know but I'm excited to talk about them so okay okay Okay. well
0: I'm, okay, well, uh I'm, it's like a lot happens, I agree, these two episodes are very um, not Adora heavy, I guess, I mean, I feel like this entire season isn't too Adora heavy, a lot, a lot of it has been very much on other characters, Um I feel like that's because if we focus too much on Adora, then we're, then it's like we have to get answers for well, Adora. And-
1: yeah. yeah and and the I guess like in season 2 um we did focus like there was a heavier focus on Adora I felt. Yeah. So like this is kind of like the other half of that kind like situation and I believe like whenever we talked about season 2 I guess one of my things was like oh like I wish we were um doing more with the other characters and so that like that call was sort of was answered within this season. So Gotcha, gotcha.
0: Uh, what about you, Delaney? What are your general thoughts on this episode?
1: So, oh, so both of them
2: are just episode three.
0: Uh, just both of them. Just general thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay.
2: So, uh, I mean, episode three is incredible. I think it's one of the best episodes of Shira, and really? it's so good. So, you just—I mean, it's such a, I mean mean—and I'm—it's not that I don't like Katra, but I'm not like the number one Katra fan. That's my girlfriend, but. It's, you know, it's such a great episode. And it's also one of those, it has a very strong A and a very strong B plot. Mm -hmm. And there's just, and it's just, it goes together so well. You have, I mean, we get to meet Huntara. I mean, come on. And.
0: Well, we met Huntara (laughs) is in episode two.
2: Oh, right. Sorry, all of these bleed together because, you know, you binge watch it. And it's like, I don't know what's going on. Right. (laughs) But, I mean, you get. Catra takes over the Wastes, and then, um, I don't know, it's just, it's great getting to see Katra and these, like, because, you know, but all of last season was kind of, Catra was part of a ensemble. Right. You, you had to have Entrapta wow. and Scorpia, and so it was nice to see Catra and Scorpia on their own, and it was super cute and super gay, obviously. And then we do, like like April said, we get this uh, info dump with Mara and and I thought that went really well like it doesn't sometimes things can be exposition heavy but we're far enough into the show now and but I mean it's done well and I don't think it takes too long like I don't think they drag it out or that it was anticlimactic or anything because I mean there's still a lot of mystery but you know everyone everything you've been told is that Mara was the bad guy
0: Even though the whole time
2: you're like, Light Hope is the sketchiest person ever. And we'll talk about that (laughs) message, because there is room for interpretation in that message. Yeah, there is so much, there's so much sketchiness going on, and then you you get to see Mara, and it's Mm -hmm. great, and I mean, the ship is cool. There's just a lot of interesting things going on, and I mean, we just blow up the world. Like, we, like, we've expanded everything that's happened. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, episode four, like, we literally blow up the world. Like, like, straight up, that's what we do. And I know your notes are like, really funny. So we have an outline. And it's just like you get to episode four. And it's like, is this an actual episode outline? Or is it just Beatrice yelling about Entrapdack? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I, mean, I, I
2: mean, I thought it held back. All right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, but it's. I mean, it, again, episode four is a great episode. Four is also a great episode. Not that I ship them, but Hordak and Entrapta are adorable and definitely a highlight of the episode because we're really adding some humanity to Hordak. And you know, we find out more about him, and we get oh, and of course, in all of this, Shadow Weaver is again being the sketchy, right person. Shadow she Weaver. is. She's so <laughs> sketchy, and I'm like, d- like I'm like, believe her, but also don't. So there's just, there's a lot of tension in these episodes, and I think it pays off really well, and it's executed well. And generally, I mean, honestly, I can't think of, an, like, these are seven episodes, and I can't think of one that I didn't like. And three and four are probably some of the strongest of the seven. Gotcha. So, I mean, overall, these episodes were just really great. And, you know, we're, we're dealing with a lot of plot movement in these two episodes. A lot of plot movement. Like, a, everything happens in these two episodes, basically. Yeah. It, and yeah. I don't think it goes too fast, and I think we hit everything... Properly, like, I don't think there's anything that really, like, doesn't get enough time to sit or, you know, gets too long to sit. Like, I think everything – because right here, this is where everything just goes nuts.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Um It's interesting you guys say it's, like, an info dump with, uh, uh, with Mara because I didn't think it was that much of an info dump. Maybe it's because I'm used to Fruits Basket, which is very exposition heavy, which is very much, like, each episode's an info dump somewhat – Whereas with this, I was like, we don't even get the full message. It's a lot of stuff that we kind of already knew or we get this, her voice. I didn't think it was an info dump. I thought it was just,
2: like,
1: <sighs> info. I think I think it's, like, because the info is very, like, impactful. Right. Versus, like, you know what I mean? And so, like, that that's, like, sort of weighs heavy. And even though it's not a lot, it's, like, it's it's a lot to the plot, if that makes any kind of sense. Especially, like, the whole thing with, like, Mara and how, like, she, you know, everyone sort of, like, you know, told the story of how she's, like, crazy and, like, she moved the planet and she's this, like, terrible human being, but really, or whatever, first one. um. But, like, really what she was doing was saving everyone. So, like, I mean, like, for me, at least, that's kind of, like like, a huge deal, especially because, like... This the entirety of the show has been like Adora trying to not be, you know, Mara and right. like that's like her been her focus is she's like, I don't want to go crazy like, you know, I don't want to end up like her but like, that's kind of who she needs to end up being so it kind of like tips the like the whole it tips your perspective of what's yeah. happening. So and I think that's probably like that's what I mean whenever I say like it's a it's a little bit of an info dump just because like there's so much weight to it. Gotcha. Gotcha. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um,
0: but let's dive into episode three, which is I think that's the funniest, funnest of the of the of the two. But even then, it's not that fun because what, what I find so fun, I mean, if we break it up into the two plots, right? Plot A, which is with Scorpio and Catron, and plot B is what Adora and her friends are doing. I mean, we just focus on Plot A for a second. Even though we have for a lot of it, it's just basically Katra takes over the crimson Waste in in relative with a lot of relative ease. Um I don't wanna talk about tongue lash lasher that much. But but <laughs> you know, and it's a lot of cute moments with her and Scorpia. It we get a lot we get these like what's most interesting for me, because all that stuff is kinda like fluff. It's like it's all a lot, a lot a lot of fun, not a lot of weight to it though. What's mo what for me, it's like those little moments of insight into Ketra's psyche at that mo uh, at like of like at that moment. So for instance, like when we get like her like intimidation speech, right? they enter the cantina from Star Wars and <laughs> they and like unlike like Scorpio reacts just like bow and glimmer, which is actually really funny, um, just being like, no, let's not like these people are scary. Let's like not let, anger them. And Catra just has this crazy intimidation speech where she just, like, says, like, she's lost everything and she doesn't care. And it just gets a, like, really interesting insight into her psyche because she says, I've had a bad life. if I And it's, like, automatically already getting a sense of she doesn't blame herself for anything that's happened to her. She doesn't blame herself for her situation. She's just, like, this is all things that, have, like, have befallen on me and... I'm just having to survive. Like, I am blameless in my situation. And it's like, to a certain extent, she she can't be blamed for a certain situation. But like, certain things she's done, at least up to this point, like, she's done things and made bad decisions that have caused her to be sad and miserable. And it's really interesting how this is already starting to set up her... Like her continuous victimization of herself, it's really starting to set up what we see later in the final episode with Adora being like, no, calling her out on it. So that's something that yeah. was really interesting. But what kind of stood out to you guys in terms of Ketra and like Ketra and Scorpio? like what in this episode in particular, like it, in terms of like the shifts in dynamic, what brought insight to you from them? Because for me, it was really it was that speech. But I'm curious about what you think.
1: It was just interesting to... Like, I enjoyed it and, you know... Um, I mean, I think we all have, you know, our issues with Katra, especially, like, the decision she makes and everything, and she definitely um, sees herself as a victim. Like, there's no denying that, especially, like, as we continue to, you know, watch the rest of the season, um, that's very much, like, the role she's put herself into. Um, and, but, like, in this episode, it's kind of nice because, again, like, we get to see Catra... Like, in sort of, like, a no-pressure situation. Right. And she just, like, opens up in that moment. And that's what I enjoy about this episode is just kind of getting to see, like, Catra, like, open up. Like, she even warms up to Scorpia, who up until this point, like, she had been very cold to despite, you know, Scorpia's best efforts. And so, like, like, and in Scorpia even says, like, oh, like, like, I get to see you happy. Like, let's stay here because that, like... She hasn't been happy. And here she is, happy for once. And, you know, again, it's a no-pressure situation. She's not trying to, like, live up to Adora or live up to Hordak or whoever's, like, opinion of her. And, like, I find that very insightful. Again, I mean, because we already knew she was the victim. Like, she... She gives herself the title of victim. And so just seeing her like loosen up and just like not care is kind of like it's 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 a it's thrilling to see a character like go through that, you know, like and who wouldn't like want to be just be able to be like or scary, uh, both, but <laughs> like I wish I could just like walk into a bar and just be like, all right, who wants to pick a fight with me? Like anybody because i don't care or whatever so like that's like uh a very uh insane and like admirable uh, thing to do well maybe. i don't really think it's
2: insane no I but like i think that's what's so compelling about it is that at least as someone who has struggled with depression to to see that like just on full display, this whole like attitude of not caring and this it's like, there's no self-preservation. None. Yeah. She has absolutely none. And that's, I mean, I think part that was probably what got me the most was just her attitude. Yeah. Because I can't even think of a time in animation or honestly, any show where I've seen that. Because this isn't just, like, you know, like, you know, sometimes you'll see things where it's like, do you have any idea of self-preservation? But, in you know, but in this case, it's not heroic. It's not.
0: Right.
2: Yeah. There's no, like, she does not care. Mm -hmm. And it's startling and disturbing. And I think that's, like, what's so compelling about it. Especially in a show that's directed to children.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's a bad thing. Yeah, no, it's. I, I think also, like, for, like, a kid show, it captures that, like, feeling and that emotion very well, too. No, it does um, it's absolutely. It's, like, dead on. Yeah. Because, like, that... Well, and, like, you used the word disturbing. And I feel like if it hadn't been so well portrayed, then it wouldn't have come off that way. It would just come off, like, like almost stupid, if that well, that's the thing. Well, that,
2: the you, thing is... You're not supposed to watch that and think is a bad person. You watch no. that and you feel terrible for her. Right. You're like, oh my yeah. God. Because that's, I mean, that's how I, because that's the thing. I don't hate Catra. I feel bad for her, like so bad for her. And it's not even that, I mean, she does things that are frustrating, but she just almost can't help herself.
0: Yeah. And I think yeah.
2: that's really what is so compelling about, like, that's really, I think what really sets Shira apart is that, yes, you have these you have these characters who were best friends, and now they're, v- like, they are opposing forces. But to see the polar opposite in a way, and then also adore, like, they still care about each other so much.
1: hmm
2: But this just, the, just this complete disregard for self-preservation and this... I mean, it's just heartbreaking because you like we know everything Catra's gone through and we've seen it and we see all these people around her and the door got out. Yeah. But Catra's stuck. And I think that's the that's the part that is just so, I mean, devastating to watch. And I think, you know, I mean, I don't pr- I mean, it's going to be in game, but it's not that I particularly ship it. But I can I mean, there's a reason all of this is so compelling.
0: Right. I mean, yeah. I will say um. And Grant, and I, when I when going back to what I said earlier about like she again that she gives herself the, the title victim. I th- it, I don't think that's like a weakness of writing or anything. That like that's no. what makes her like that is uh, an inherent flaw of hers. And that's what makes her character that much more relatable, that much more like compelling well, to see. Because well, it's,
2: it's one of those she because the thing is, she is the victim and she's not because there are exactly, she, has, she is yeah. the victim of her circumstances. Like and it's not her fault or anyone else's fault that Adora left. Right and yes, Katra can be mad about it, and she has a right to be. But it's the things that come after that are her choice. Exactly. And yeah. those, I don't know. It's it's complicated because that's the thing. It's one of those. You know, you can blame people for things all you want, and say they're not helping themselves or this, this, and this. But Katra is ultimately a victim of the horde. That's what she is. She is a victim of the horde. Granted, that doesn't... I mean, same thing with Adora. And we haven't really explored it as much. But granted, Ador- the thing is... Adora got out before she did something horrible. Right. Yeah. Katra has done those horrible things.
0: And... I mean in when- fairness the very first episode Adora tells her hey come come with me and gives her yeah. yeah. out no, that, no that's and she the thing a she makes the choice does, yeah. she has no yeah,
1: yeah she so, I mean, chooses like- to stay so that's well, the and thing like multiple times to stay too yeah. right so no, that's the that's the thing she that's the thing because she is a
2: victim of her you know indoctrination and everything she's been through but she is but when given the chance she could not do it
0: Right, and then there is that question of, it's like, well, is that because her indoctrination works so well with her, where it didn't with Adora, and that is why she's she's incapable of making the right choice, because of the situation that she was brought up in. And that's
2: the thing here, when she pulls, like, when she does it, when she creates the portal. Right. Yeah. Even though everyone told her not to, and that it would ruin the world, she, here, I mean, this is, like, complete madness at this point. Because she would rather see the world burn than let Adora win. Now that is her fault. Yeah, like that is,
0: <laughs> I think that's what's, I think that's what's like really crucial of like the this episode and episode three and episode four. Because episode three, when she finds out that Shadow Weaver left to see Adora, and then four is it her. It breaks her. Is, yeah. It breaks her. Like this, like that episode, people will make the argument that it's when she flips the switch that that is the moment that she's hit rock bottom. That that's what uh. breaks her. But no, 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 no. That happened is in episode three when she finds out that Shadow Weaver left to, it to see Theodora. Like that's when, like that's when there was like because no that's when going she decided.
2: Back. Yeah, that's that was the thing. That was the moment she realized that there was like she decided that there wasn't. That there was nothing left for her. Exactly.
1: I think it's. I. I would like to say that for Catra, at least throughout the entirety of the story, because I. Um. I wouldn't say that it's necessarily a flip, like a switch that's being flipped, but I like to think of it as like those dimmer lights. You yeah. know what I mean? Like <laughs> just getting slowly, slowly darker getting and darker. Getting darker, darker, like darker just and getting darker. darker and darker and darker. Because I feel like there's a lot of different points. That have, right, it that all leads have all leaves together. Yeah, like, it all, like, flows together. And so that's why, like, I'm like, yeah, you could say, like, it's, uh, like, her, like, flipping a switch. But I, like, it, it really, in my head, I'm like, it's a dimmer light. Because, like, it, it's it been, like, a, a very, like, progressive moment. Well, or, that's like, why it's so, that's why it's so compelling. Like, this yeah. is, we, we see her descend into madness. Yes.
2: Right.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, um... But let's talk about, so that's Catra. Let's talk about Catra <laughs> and Scorpio. Because I think one of the geniuses of this episode, of episode three is you, we get, you give Catra everything she wants, right? Like, right. you give her, she succeeds in, granted, it's in the Crimson Waste, but she succeeds taking over something and becoming the ruler of the Crimson Waste, becoming like all powerful, super influential, like, she's done it in the span of a day, she yeah. and She and Scorpia like she's finally able to open up to Scorpia. She's having fun. Her and Scorpio are blushing. She gives Scorpia a jacket. She's like toasting to Scorpia. All this incredibleness happening. And yet she still says no to it. And I think yeah. that's what's that's the genius of the episode. Not only that, but that shows just that revelation of of Shadow Weaver is it's just it shows how she's still so tied to and it, it, again, it adds to like her being the victim of her situation. It just adds to the cycle of abuse that that Shadow Weaver kind of dug into her. Well, it's also
2: that you know everything. that's not what she wants, and that's the part of it too.
0: Right? Yeah. You know, that, you have she she, thing, she
2: gets yeah. she gets this, and then later, I mean, and of course, we're this is, you know, later that I think it's episode, um, five six. Yeah. Yeah. And she. When she's with the, when they're all in the messed up world. And right. she's telling Adora, like, yeah, this is what we've always wanted. We're going to take over the world. And Adora's like, I don't want that. And then Catra's like, yeah, that's what you want. And it's like, is that what Catra wants? Cause that's I don't totally think it Katra is. Wants. Yeah. Cause that's, that's the thing. She doesn't yeah. know what she wants. And that's, and she's faced with what she thinks she should want. And she right. doesn't take it because she doesn't want that. She, like, Catcher wants a family. She just wants yeah. like a, like that's what she wants. She wants I mean, someone to
0: care Dora about her. Will, the Catra-Dora shipper, shipper will say Catcher wants a Dora, but right. the non the non shipper will be like, no, that's what she wants is that is family. Well, you can make the argument like that's what is offering her, right? And yeah, she's still, and at that but at that point she doesn't she still isn't capable of forming that thought. Even she thinks, no, yeah. I'm still tied to what I was told to want. Um,
2: like she's, she's she's a horde Captain and she needs to right, right right And of course part of this is also just proving herself to Hordak Right
0: right it's like, like doing, it's,
2: like doing it's just, what Adora could never do See
0: but I don't know if it's proven to Hordak I think it's like she wanted to prove to Shadow Weaver Like I think Hordak isn't like the one That she's constantly trying to please Or trying right. to prove wrong yeah. I think it's Shadow Weaver the one that she's constantly trying to That's who
1: it is because that's the parental figure right well i would even argue that like at this point i would say that she it's not just like hordak or shadow weaver like she will she's just trying to prove to anyone that she's capable of doing whatever and she it like the other interesting part of it too is that um like she goes out and she like it's like she's trying to prove she's capable To everyone but herself because she just refuses to almost accept that like because she literally goes out and like conquers the the crimson waste um and uh, she's still like nope this isn't like this isn't it and it's like but you did like you conquered something that's what you you had been setting out to achieve and yet that's still not enough for it's not enough for anyone but you at that point
0: yeah yeah I think I think with um with Katra, it's like she, she, and this is why I find uh, a paral- the parallels between her and Hordak so interesting, especially now knowing Hordak's, Hordak's backstory is they both want to prove that they're worth something, right? And they're, that they're not worthless. And that they, like for Hordak, he wants to prove that he's not worthless, that he's more than just a defect. With Katra, yeah. she wants to prove that she's worth staying for, she's worth yeah. staying back for. Like, I feel like with her, it's more like, you should, it's like, who cares about what's good or bad, or what's wrong and right? Adora, you should stay with me, because I am worth all the bad that comes with the Horde. Yes. Right? Like, I feel like that's what it is. So She wants someone who would be willing to stay behind, but it's not even someone. It's she wants Adora and Shadow Weaver to be, To she wants Shadow Weaver to say that she's worth it, that she's done well, and she wants Adora to stay with her. Because... You have Scorpio who's willing to give her all those things. Yep. And that's still not enough. And that brings me to my second question, which is, does episode three, is that, does that, like, destroy the Scorpio catchership? And I'm not saying that we're not going to see, like, uh, more, like, moments in the future. But I'm saying, like, the possibility of an actual relationship. Because here is Scorpio giving her an option. Giving herself as an option. Like, let's just stay. Like... Why, like this is Scorpio basically being like, "Am I enough for you?" And Katra yeah. says no. Basically, like that, that Scorpio will never like when when you have Shadow Weaver and Adora involved. Scorpio is never going to level up to that. So it's like, what for you? Like, what does this say about their relationships? Because we get so many moments, but at the end, I feel like we get the the
1: the tombstone in a in a tombstone in a way. Um, I mean, yeah. It, I guess, it just depends on where they, cause like I, I would like to think that Scorpia is going to be a strong enough person to admit that. Okay, like this is a lost cause kind of situation. Um, because, but because like she's constantly get- putting out all of this love and affection for Katra, but Katra is not like reciprocating and then even still like like i reciprocate she she does for like Mm -hmm. a moment but then like it's almost like as soon as like it's pointed out to her she's like well no like i i wouldn't do that because i'm catra and i'm a victim but uh so because like it, it, like I guess that's also like where my so again I know like it's circling back to Catra, but that's also like where part of my my problem is, is that she she can't she's just not willing to accept love, and so I need Scorpio to see that this person is not willing to accept your love, and someone else deserves it more than they do. Like I understand Catra is a victim. And like she has a lot going on and she obviously needs help, but like you you can't you're not like you you can't help them and at a certain point she's becoming an enabler. So you know, versus like being like, No, like we can't do this. But again, like Katra's so far gone that like there's no stopping her either. So it's just sad. Like, I like I just want the best for Scorpia at a certain point. Think- I just
2: don't, I don't think it's over. You don't think so? I don't no. think
1: so either, which because, makes me sad.
2: <laughs> well, uh, to me, it's more... And I know, you know, it's hard to talk about the stuff without shipping stuff, but...
1: Yeah. I don't...
2: I can't, It's not that... I mean, I do think we're going to end up with a bunch of gays everywhere. Like, this is going to be, like, lesbian central at the end of the show. But yes. I don't think it's going to be... I don't think Catherine and Adora will be together romantically... Because Adora is obsessed with Adora. Catra, I meant. Catra is obsessed with Adora. Right. That's not okay. <laughs> like, y'all are needing yeah. to, like, calm down. I mean, you and... can make the argument that
0: Adora is also obsessed with Adora. Because like, I don't think she's right now even thinking about romance in that sense. She's no. yeah. figuring no, herself out.
2: Well, that's the thing. But, like, but I think the thing with Cat what Catra feels about Adora is not healthy. Like, at all. Right. Yeah. And I think kind of what hopefully will happen between with Hordak and Catra is that they will go on this, you know, will figure like they are both obsessed with something and they have to let it go. And that, you know, they will you know, figure out that they can go and find what they need. They can get that. And I think like that would be like and the thing is it's hard to and I talked about this on the um the podcast of the for the the overall Shira podcast that it's hard to imagine how Katra could be redeemed so that Adora and Katra could be together, right? Because Katra has done horrible things, and yeah. and she has done horrible things to Adora. Yeah. And the thing is, like, this isn't just you know, like some of these things are not and. I do believe Catrid is not a good person. Like, I don't think that can like, even if she gets what she wants, like, Catra doesn't care about other people. She doesn't care about like, she wants what she wants, and that's fine. You can be a selfish person. There's nothing wrong with that. But that is not who Adora is. Yeah, yeah. And I think so, they, oh, go ahead. And I just like, and it's not that. And I mean, Scorpio is way too good for everybody. But, you know. Scorpio still likes Katra in spite of that. And I think that's really the my girlfriend is sighing listening to me talk about. It. <laughs> she is like the biggest cat so like anytime, because I, I ship Glimmer Dora, so we get into arguments. So it's great. <laughs> but uh like I just think that I do think the key here will be, you know, I honestly hope that Scorpio saves Catra. Like I want Katra to save herself. But then on top of that, Scorpia, you know, Scorpio's not going to give up on Catra. Adora has given up on Catra. Right, right. Like, that's yeah. what this is. At the end, she has given up, which is good for Adora because they all need a break. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> take a nap, guys.
0: I mean, but I will say that that um, on the flip side, it's not just that. Catra's done two horrible things to Adora and all this stuff. Like, Adora's not good for Katra either. No, oh, exactly. Like, Cat- no, I agree with this. Because Catra's yeah. too obs- – because you're right. Catra's so obsessed with Adora. But she's obsessed with her in the way where it's like she's constantly comparing herself to Adora. Right. There, she, is, she sees it as a competition of who is better. She can't live happily as number two. She can't. And, no, and for the same her, is Ador- always going to be number one and she's number two. So I think that's where the problem is, is that at least in terms of, it's not just, oh, Catra's too selfish or too is not a good person and that is why Adora can't be with her because they're not compatible and Adora's too good. It's also, Adora's not good for Catra and Adora isn't capable because Adora's is so like kind of, has kind of tunnel vision. She's very much like, okay, well, this is what's good. This is what's bad. She is yeah. incapable of seeing... Like she's so concerned about the greater good that she thinks that she doesn't I don't think she realizes the the harm she causes Katra. And I don't know if she's capable of realizing it. I don't know if it's if I don't know if if, if someone points it out to her, she would see it as wrong, maybe, because you'd be like, I don't understand. Like I we we work together. I mean, I like I, I don't know. I just I I don't think Adora sees it as a competition. As like she doesn't see that competitiveness. Like in terms of like she doesn't see her relationship with her at least in the beginning she never she never was like well, oh Adora I have to be first wants,
2: well the thing is Adora cannot accept that Katra is bad right yeah like that's the thing like Katra is not the same person Adora is and Katra is not anywhere like Bo and Glimmer and Adora are good people they care about other people they care like they it's not they don't you don't she they don't have. Like, they're compassionate, generous, they they care about other people. They, like, it's not even just, like, I mean general compassion. Like, yeah. there's not just, you know, caring about people you care about, like, like, that you love or that you have a bond to. Like, they care about other people. Like, they want to protect the world from the horde.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: And... Catra will never care about anyone other than what's hers and her. Like that's right. it. That's all and that's fine. Mm-hmm. You can be like that, but that can never work out for Katra and Adora because Adora will ultimately think there is something wrong with Katra. And vice right. versa. Like Catra's like, you're an idiot. You're a naive idiot. And Adora's like, you're a mean person. Like, you can't. And that's the other thing. Katra's mean. <laughs> like. <laughs> like and Adora's so nice.
0: I mean, and, and yeah, I agree. Yeah. And also the whole like I think that you 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 hit it there where it's it like Adora will always see like she cannot accept that side that like Katra's selfishness and that comes off as being like morally superior. Right. And yeah. that superiority that she carries, that air of superiority, is what causes Katra to have this crippling self esteem issues where right. she thinks she's worthless and yeah. she thinks she's less than. And that's where it stems from. And that's why I'm like yeah, because Adora's not healthy for Katra either. And that's where the compatibility issues start. Yeah.
1: Um, well, and the other thing, too, is like, um, like you mentioned, Delaney, like Adora cares not just, for, you know, she cares for everyone, and uh, but especially for like people that like she loves and like has some type of relationship with. And so uh, I, I, like, I think just that. It's like stunned and trapped up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, she stunned Entrapta, Like, you know, for no reason. When really, like, Atrapta, like, saved her. She did. You Atrapta know? Yeah.
2: Saved Multiple Catra.
1: times. Multiple times. And so, but that's. And that's Adora. The... And then, I feel so bad for
2: Entrapta. Like, Adora and them Entrapta. did leave Entrapta. But to be fair, they didn't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. They didn't know she yeah, was yeah. alive. And that's the horrible thing. And, and which it's also really frustrating. I know why the show's doing it. It's because Entrapta can't tell the difference. Yeah and yeah. but i mean they're different but
1: well and it's it, and it
2: feels the same
1: yeah but but like the big the other the other thing is that like why they're not good together is because adora cares about katra katra doesn't even care about katra so sure. that like that instantly in another well of and katra doesn't going, care about adora yeah she wants adora
2: like she it's adora is something to have
1: Yes. Right. My girlfriend's so, getting,
2: like, irritated.
1: It's great. Sorry. Not sorry. But. I, I can, know. like, feel her getting <laughs> next to me. It's the best. But but that's, like, but that's the thing, though. Like, that, that causes, like, so much stress on a relationship when one person cares and the other person doesn't care. And so, like, you, it's just not healthy. It's not sustainable. And, and,
2: I, and it's not, I don't even think they could, like, change each other. Yeah, because because you know you know that you know there's that appeal of like oh the good one and the bad one
1: mm-hmm.
2: and you know and it's like no like this is there is no deep down good in Catra. like Katra yeah. what, what you see is what you get No, I do think that she could be like less cruel you know For she's sure. done things out of desperation but Catra is not like a nice
1: person. No. And, and that's and she, fine. Like, like they are both valid people and I like both, both people. of them. <laughs> well, the and the uh, what is it? With Catra as well, like um like something to like to further prove that she just doesn't care and is because like even when like and she doesn't care about herself too is because like Scorpio pointed out that she was happy and she was like, "Well, great. I'm going to go after Adora and make myself miserable now." Like right, she like like purposefully like literally Scorpio like it's nice seeing you happy and she's just like well great now we're going and uh we're going to Hordak again and it's like but but why like you weren't happy there like Scorpio just told you that and you know that so you
2: Also you- how many times can you kidnap your so-called best friend like right right Yeah um let's talk about that best friend
0: let's move away from uh, Catra for a second. And let's talk about that message that we get from Mara. From, because Adora is going through, uh, she's, she's been having breakdowns consistently, yes. which is constant, like, Like, she, the revelation uh, that she's a first one. Give that,
2: just give that baby a hug, please. It's (laughs) like she,
0: like she asks. Like, it's, and they're they're such, they're heartbreaking questions. She's screaming, and it's, I love how this, uh, how visually it was set up. Because she's screaming is at the message of that, that She-Ra hologram, and that's what she she's screaming towards, is like, why was I taken from my family? Why was I forced to become a soldier? She's desperate for things, and she's screaming at the She-Ra, and then we finally get the real Mara, and we get her message. And ran, side side question. Do... Okay, so you know how we how She-Ra is presented to us? She's still kind of... She's still a Dora, though, you know? She still, like, yeah. has the expressions or whatever. But then here we see... Mara and Shira, like at least like Mara Shira, like there was like a very vast difference between Mara the person and Mara the sh- sh- Shira's Mara or Mara yeah. Shira. Yeah. So I'm curious of like how we're supposed to take in Adora of like and how Adora Shira and Adora herself are different. That's like kind of an interesting kind of thing to think about.
2: Well, we but- haven't. That's the thing we haven't like considered. Like, that's something we haven't explored at all, because, you know, take Avatar, for the example, which the show takes a lot of inspiration from Avatar. Uh, So you have, like, Aang, he and Korra, and then, you know, entering the Avatar state. They are not the same people anymore. They are consumed, well, not Korra, because annoying things happen, but they are, you know, consumed by, like, going into the Avatar state, you are now all the Avatars, you are the, like, the, the embodiment of all the past lives. Right. Mm-hmm. and you're kind of in tune with more with, like, kind of the spirit world and everything that's going on, and then Adora just shifts in and out of She-Ra. And she doesn't act any different. Like, Adora is Adora all in, both, in both ways. So it's interesting to... She just gets bigger, and she, like, hits you. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. <laughs> like that's yeah. it. And so it's it would be interesting to explore because, yeah. you know, it's not... Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, that's also a curious you know maybe because she hasn't completed her training in that you know if she com- does complete her so called training with light hope you know cuz that's what they say right she's a weapon
0: mm. Mm. so you think it's going to be more like the minute like if there's any sense of personality then it means that they haven't completed their training and it's once you're shira and you're like a master shira it, like you will it's kind of like you know you've reached enlightenment you have no sense of attachments and right. you're just like shira
1: Right. It could also just be like a product, like it could be an idea that's like a product of um how Mara handled being Shira. Mm, well and also because- she ha-
2: she knew about other Shira's. Like she is yeah, she thought she was gonna be the last Shira. So right. like you know, there was this kind of this collective knowledge and understanding of what Shira was. And then Ron here and they're like, Uh what what's a Shira? Yeah. Right and like you no know, there are myths and they've heard things but there isn't that collective knowledge and so yeah. we also and now we know that like this isn't like the home planet of Shira yeah so it's it'll be interesting i think to explore that more this you know what is shira
1: supposed to be because adora's trying to figure that out and no one has the answer right and no poor baby she needs like an encyclopedia or something yeah for real <laughs> <All> right, <laughs> the well, internet us-
0: Well, this is a a great way to lead into in the real message from Mara. She she it's it 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 jumps back and forth. It's not perfect, but it says she says they can't use the weapon, and she doesn't specify the they. Like she tells us the portal, like she confirms that the portal is a bad idea, um, all this stuff. But she goes like, no, I had to get away from them. Like they can't use the weapon or whatever. And I'm thinking. Is, is she talking about the Horde or is she talking about, like, Light Hope and the first ones? Because who are the people who are painting Mara as a bad person? Light Hope. And wh- whoever Light Hope is behind. Like, she says she failed. She did something horrible. So it's, the question is, like, okay, well, maybe Mara wasn't running away from, say, like, the Horde. What if Mara was running away from first ones? And this is why, because here's the thing. Basically, first ones were like colonizers who landed on Etheria. And it's a, they're like, quote, well, you know, we came to like research and figure, understand the magic. But it's like, you're called first ones for one. And what else were you supposed what, like, really? You expect me to think that you were just coming here just purely for like environmental purposes? It's like, yeah. it's like home
2: world. It's like the, the gym. It's like the gym. Yeah. Right. So then Steven my universe. thing is like,
0: like, is it, it what if like, What if the first ones are the Horde? Or what if they're both bad? You know what I mean? So, like, this is interesting kind of thing. Like, did you, basically, how much more sketchy is Light Hope now after hearing, actually, after finally hearing Mara's side, at least part of Mara's side of the story?
2: I mean, Light Hope was already, like, super I mean, so sketchy. Yeah. sketchy,
0: but now <laughs> like, how much more? Like, does this, like, confirm sketchiness, or oh, yeah. are you... No, we're watching
2: this, room? and me and my girlfriend are like, Light Hope's evil. <laughs> like, right. gotcha. Which we already knew, but it's... She's so sketchy. R-
1: well, and this and
2: also, the- this does raise an interesting question, too, is that, you know, we see the Horde, like, the actual Horde, not the little baby Horde Hordak has. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, if they've taken over the universe, where are the first ones?
1: Right. Yeah.
2: Because so it now it's because it's kind of interesting because this is kind of you know in Voltron you have the Galvan Empire and then like this tiny little resistance, and Voltron is the the savior, but here it's like I don't know who's who or what's going on like what are the first ones trying to do are like, and I think we're you know Light hopes the peace here,
1: yeah, yeah. I do. I
2: am beginning to believe that Shira's the weapon,
1: yeah i wonder if uh so why
2: is she the key to the planet like what did y'all do
1: yeah what did you do to the planet like i i think it was like it like i definitely could can buy into like the idea of like the first ones were actually just trying to colonize the planet and then i and i think it's like one of those things where like the horde showed up as a result of that and so they were like, okay, well, this planet is a lost cause. We're going to get out of here. And perhaps, like, like Mara was the one who was just like, well, we can't just leave this planet. You know what I mean? Like, or,
2: or maybe the planet's the weapon because, I mean, she, not only did she, so she's Shira, so she's, like, getting rid of Shira, but also she took the entire planet with her.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so, maybe this is the weapon, yeah. Yeah, maybe the planet's the weapon. Maybe like it's a they combination talk a lot about of the two.
2: They talk a lot about about the energy and the, you know, the connection.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I I would like, I'd I'd buy into that. Like I feel like the horde, like based off that, like the horde's just kind of like a, um, like. Almost kind of, like, an afterthought. Like, they were just yeah. like, oh, yeah, like, the Horde happened. But they're they're not the real reason why, like, we left. Or, you know what I mean? Like, right. there there could be something, like, so much deeper that, like, we haven't even gotten into yet. So. Yeah. Well, and then, we and, on, well, we were, on, basically, we're only
2: dealing with, like, petty nonsense at this point. Like, yeah. just stuff on, like, Etheria. And then, meanwhile there's this whole other universe that they didn't even know about going on.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, and that one also kind of like, like I wonder too, if, um, cause you know, we were talking about how like Adora kind of is still herself even though she wh- even when she's she-ra but like with mara it seems like she's kind of a different person when she's she-ra and so i wonder if that was almost like something that mara did on purpose because right. she didn't want people to know that she was she-ra right so she was literally like,
2: everybody knows adora as Shira, yeah so. right
1: so so i wonder if it was one of those like Maybe, a, like, a little bit of a self-preservation, but also in a way so she could... Because, you know, she said that her intention was, like, I'm going to be the last She-Ra. And so I wonder if in part of that she was like, okay, like, when I'm She-Ra, I'm a complete... Like, it was like a uh, secret identity situation. Gotcha, gotcha. So, like, she well, was cause like... because, you know, okay.
2: we they even tried... I mean, they tried for a little bit to keep it a secret in the beginning of the show.
1: Yeah. So... I mean, I mean, they tried, but that, I, mean, they, I mean, it literally Adora, lasted approximately minutes, <laughs> like so. 30 seconds. Probably. Yeah. Poor sweet Adora. She doesn't know what she's doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but so like that would also, again, like, you know, sort of help fuel that idea that like, OK, the first ones were up to something sketchy, like and then that's why, like Mara gets painted as a villain versus like being a savior or a hero to these people, um or at least to to maybe like the first ones which again would explain because light hope i guess is some type of crazy ai computer um and she like that's why she's just like oh yeah mara is so evil you don't want to be evil do you like do what i say nope super sketchy okay i'm i i just keep convincing myself it's fine super
0: (laughs) sketchy Alright, well, moving on from episode three, let's talk about episode four. Um, this is, I, and here's, like, for me, the biggest weakness of the episode, and I, maybe it's because, for me, like, Shadow Weaver's never been a character that I've been super invested in, super interested in, but the whole kind of plot of just, like, Glimmer fights with her mom because, for valid reasons, her mom is upset, you know? Glimmer, once again does something without telling her and then adora is missing now when she comes back and then Huntara's is there and no one like i feel like huntara needed to be more present and she wasn't um but you know this is like the kind of the weakest part which is just glimmer and her mom and that tension of just like wanting to let go not letting go not trusting each other well, but glimmer doesn't give her a reason to trust her and it's it's just a very interesting thing. I and just it's wanted heartbreaking to, yeah.
2: because in yeah. the end, it, in the end, they never get to resolve it.
0: Yeah, right. I mean, but what I mean is, like, even though it's heartbreaking, I don't think they build up Angela enough for it to oh, be as heartbreaking totally as it could don't. have been. No, they oh, don't. No. I
2: feel like it was completely undeserved. Like, I'm like, cool, you just did that. Yeah, but what? I, and, so what I mean is, like, I kind of. But like, I think they did it fight, because yeah. I think I do think we're getting Angela and um, uh, Micah back, but.
0: Oh, yeah. I I mean, I have no No. doubt that she's coming back. But for me, it just kind of feels like, I mean, but you still, when you want to make a sacrifice, and even here when you're building up to it, because this is already planting the seeds for that. It's already hitting those marks of like, they fight. She Glimmer's like, trust me. And Angela doesn't. I feel like maybe, and this is, no, I mean, maybe it's because I'm just losing sympathy for Glimmer in a sense of where I'm just like, you don't give her a reason to trust you. If maybe yeah. if Glimmer had been open about it, if she had and Angela was still keeping her back and still keeping her kind of safe well, and I trying to keep her protected, then maybe I can understand Glimmer's side of like wanting of like of, of feeling like constricted by Angela. I could understand it and that's Well sense. Glimmer
2: well Glimmer is willing to do whatever it takes.
0: Which is fine. I'm just saying, like, if if we can get more I feel like if like the whole uh uh What's that word? The whole the uh, uh, weaknesses of Angela, which is like, oh, she's overprotective and all this stuff, and she doesn't let Glimmer like do what she wants or whatever. We've never seen like we haven't seen like the scene where she tells Glimmer no, except for now. Like this is like one of the few of what well, it's her because Glimmer saying, like, just no. does
2: it before she says exactly to because me. Glimmer <laughs> does
0: it before she can even tell her no, and I feel like that's the problem. If we got well, that's what happens when we like, can
2: teleport. So. I don't know.
0: I'm just saying, like, (laughs) if we actually wanted, like, if Glimmer had actually tried and then been like, all right, now I'm going to go behind her back, instead of just assuming that Angela was going to say no and then being upset with Angela for not trusting her, I'm like, Glimmer? No, I mean duh. she's, she's I not do gonna think, trust you when you keep going against the like, going behind her back. I mean, for
2: I everything. do. I do think in season one they established that Angela doesn't let them do anything. I,
0: I think, but like by season, but by the end of season one, Angela uh, they established that Angela was trusting them more.
2: Well, I do think. I mean, more, so I did think like you're talking about like I am your queen, like you are my commander, and you need to stop. You know, she. I mean, she does. I mean, she tears into her a little bit about how reckless she is, and Glimmer is reckless. And I mean, that's part of it. Also, is like that's what we're dealing with here. Like, Glimmer makes an impossible choice because they have to get Adora back, and it's not like they have like a week to figure this out. Like, I mean, the portal is happening. Yeah. And- I they mean,
0: don't, and that I don't mind. I'm talking about the build up for Angela's eventual, uh, uh, well,
2: sacrifice.
1: I think the other thing that is bothersome about it too is it's it's super tropey. Like yes. yeah. it's one of the things so, that are very
2: tropey in the show.
1: Yeah, it's super tropey. And I, th- I I'm pretty sure like we discussed how like, oh, like this show can take tropey things and then turn it into something else, um, and execute it in a different way that we don't mind it. But this one like is hitting the nail right on like the head. And so like I think that's where like my problem is with it because like I agree also like Angela. Angela didn't, like, it wasn't, it wasn't deserved, um, her sacrifice, but also, like, this build-up to that is, is so, like, I'm your mom, you have to do what I say, well, I'm the rebellious kid, I'm not going to, we're gonna fight. And part, fight. Of, and part yeah. of it, this part is
2: rushed. Yeah. Like, it's because, super like, they, rushed. I mean, this happens, like, very fast, because it's like, oh, okay, we're gonna yell. Okay, we're breaking in. Okay, we're gone. Bye. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like, for me, like, I don't mind tropes if they're done well. Yeah. You know? Well, like for well, me, that's, and that's, the that's the thing. thing.
1: That, yeah, because this, w- like, this, like, was the trope in and of itself. Like, it was Which, not. Cuz I don't
2: think, and I really, I I understand that, like, it's it's easy to get frustrated with Glimmer, but I don't think the problem is Glimmer so much as, like, Angela's not a person.
0: Right, and that's yeah. that's the thing. Like, I don't mind Glimmer being the rebellious, whatever. Like, mm. that's necessary for her. Like, that's fine, and I don't. I'm not
2: mad at her for making these reckless choices. Well, it's just we have you to. You know, act. we know like, we know Angela's overprotective because she lost her husband. Yeah. But, but like, don't that's see kind of it enough it. because yeah.
0: they don't develop Angela. Angela. Yeah. Enough. Well, they, they don't have. Well, the they problem. don't have.
2: They don't really have a relationship. Like, we don't see. Honestly, we see more out of the fake world.
0: I mean, I, but I feel like the I feel like more, like, yes, we see more in the fake world, but I feel like it's we saw in this, and this is something we talk about I'm gonna mention a little bit later, but we see it in the first season. We establish because we do see a bit of the relationship in the first season. And we see, for instance, it's the same thing with the princesses. We see we establish them and who they are as people in the first season may and a little bit in the in the in the second season. But then, they completely are superficial. They're barely there. The show basically goes from being an ensemble show to being a show about Adora, uh, Glimmer, and Bo, and Catra, Scorpia, and Trapped in Hordak. Like, that's it. And, like, in and of itself, that's an ensemble, but it's like, why are you bothering with telling me about, about, um, all these other people? Like, I I because uh, I just don't understand well, why it's all yeah. so superficial with an- Angela with with um. Well, I with, mean, this, with, there Mar-Mista, is a. I mean, there's a lot
2: going on here. That's exactly, the thing. I'm just
0: saying, if you're going to commit to an ensemble cast of like a lot of characters, commit to it. Is my thing. Like that's my criticism. Like, look, if you had kept the show smaller, if you want, if you instead had not put such emphasis in the beginning. Then this I wouldn't be that much bothered with. But they did commit to it and well, now no, it's they, I mean on they them.
2: served a purpose. Because the season one was about, you know, this is about you know, the beginning was Adora, she's she switches sides, she's learning that the princesses aren't evil. I'm just saying,
0: okay, well, what about season two then? What about season two, which is half of this season? Like this the, basically it was the first half of this season.
2: Well, then, season two. Well, season two is—I mean—Mara's message, and they learn about the portal. Like, but what it I mean the is shift that, sh- the, the show that's shifts. what I'm
0: saying. But that's yeah. what shifts, right? Well, I would have much rather, instead of having episodes dedicated to the team dynamic between um, the the princesses, I would have much rather had an episode dedicated to Angela and Glimmer's relationship, because we know later Angela is going to make the sacrifice. Like that's what I mean. It's like if you're not gonna have these characters, if there's gonna be a shift in these seasons to focus on different things, then maybe you shouldn't have wasted episodes on these other characters that we're barely gonna see well, when well, this, this final is, act
2: happens. I think okay, this is this is a problem with DreamWorks, I, well, Net- Netflix and how they're releasing. This is like yeah, this is like this is how Avatar and Korra work because in the Legend of Korra and Avatar, there the seasons are related but they're contained, so. See, but I
0: don't think I. I think that's un, un, that's unfair on, and it's weird to say unfair on DreamWorks and Netflix because this show
2: was done before Netflix decided to how it was going to distribute it. Like they had well, already no, been that, working no, on this that's stuff. what they, I'm talking. No, that's what I'm talking about. The reason, like that, they're that's how they're treating this because you have like book one of Korra is about Amon. You have the season one. You establish. You have a story to tell. They finish the story. We move on. That's what they're doing here. Like book. Like this is kind of like. Season one is the princesses. We're talking about reestablishing the princess alliance. This is, and now we're moving on to the portal. Like we, all of these elements might tie back again later. I mean, we, it's not like we don't see them in this season, see, which I'm not. It still
0: doesn't answer my problem, which is in the first half of the season, which was season two, like season two, we did focus on the princesses an absurd amount, dedicated episodes to them that we didn't need. And would have rather been better dedicated to Glimmer and
1: Angela and Angela. So I think I can see it from like I, I I like I totally get you, Beatrice. I think that there should have been more emphasis on Angela or Angela, sorry, um, and Glimmer's relationship. Um and especially it becomes really apparent whenever like they try and make Angela or Angela. Oh, I'm gonna keep calling her yeah, Angela. It's a it's a yeah. name. Yeah. Um, but like especially like in episode 4 like she has a very like outright character moment when she stands up to glimmer um right. and so so in that regard like yes i think that we we would have, like, it. that scene would have been better served if we had had that type of episode. But I think what the show likes to do is set up things for the future. Like, and really, so, what
2: the beginning sets up is Adora and, like, of the season sets up is Adora and Glimmer becoming leaders. And we're leading into Glimmer making the decisions that she made. Because yeah. when Adora is gone, Glimmer has to step up. Yeah. And I think, well, and I, and also she Angela literally disappears at the end of this like she's going to be gone i mean i'm a, i'm very certain that she'll be coming back but i think that's part of it is that we had to have this and it's you no know, it's not it's not perfect and the thing is these there are not a lot of episodes in these seasons
1: yeah, that's
0: what I mean. I'm like, if there's not that many episodes, you know how many episodes you have. Why are you wasting episodes on frivolous things when you could have planned it well, out better and actually I, I don't think it work. was
2: frivolous. Well, I, think, I think it's I hard. Think it's, it's also hard to to make that call right now when we yeah. don't know the scope, because the thing is, the show keeps changing scope. The first season was just about the princesses. Now I we're in don't season two, and ha- season. well, no, I know that's what that- I'm talking about, but halfway through season two, we find out there's a whole other universe that the planet got taken out of. And so now the sh- scope of the cho- the show has completely changed. Like, we're not just dealing with fighting the Horde, we're not even fighting the Horde. We're fighting, like, Two soldiers with sticks, and the horde is actually this giant universal army. So I think that's part of it. Is like we're going like we went from like small town to like we're in like metropolis dealing with crap right now. So that's that's the thing, and I do think we're gonna have we're having growing pains.
1: Yeah, well, and- yeah, and I think the the reason for the emphasis too is I think uh, the show does a great job at um, placing value. Um and strengthen like those friendships and those like really good formed bonds. And so like yeah, it's totally frustrating that Angela and a Glimmer episode didn't happen. But I think that may have been to lay weight, like pay, like pave the path towards like putting more importance on not just Glimmer and Adora. But also the princesses who will be there to support them as we continue on. and Because, as now, the, because yeah. Glimmer is now in charge of the alliance. Like,
2: Angel is gone. It's Glimmer and the princesses. That now it's like, that's what it is right now.
0: Well, if in a future episode we'll get is focusing on the princesses and their role, then maybe. But in... I don't know. I feel like but we no, need. No,
1: I agree. Like, it's really frustrating right now. I, like, I 100% see, like, your point of view. I mean, first, I don't even so. think it's frustrating. <laughs> I just
0: think this is, like, a weak storytelling arc. I think they, they made a bad call with, like, say, like a D&D episode in season two that could have been uh, laying the groundwork for Angela's sacrifice.
1: Well, is... I, I think. Well, and see, that's the episode I think of specifically whenever I say, like, they're paving, like, like, they're putting down more of the importance of, like, the friendships versus, like, Glimmer's relationship with her and mom. Really, and really, right.
2: and, and, and also, this is going to be different, too, like, not, it's not the best trope, but, you know, also, like, Glimmer losing her mom this way might also, like, we're also, might be sending Glimmer down a really dark path. Like, we already right. have this, yeah. You know, like, the, the magic thing, and there's just a lot going on.
0: So, is Dark Glimmer a possible future? Oh, yeah. Because like Shadow Weaver, it, when Shadow Weaver holds her hand, is she not just taking power from Glimmer, but she's also seeping in some, like,
2: like virus-like, infecting like, it. Infecting yeah, it, I right? don't, because I don't think necessarily, I don't think that's happening yet. Like, it's not apparent. But, I mean, Shadow Weaver was a normal sorceress at one point
1: yeah and
2: then she became corrupted by the magic she practiced so I do think there's definitely a good chance that we will begin to see that corruption not dissimilar to uh the corruption we saw with um, moon in Star Wars, Wars of evil
1: oh
0: yeah so okay, so we have even though Glimmer. So are we? Get- when will the co- corruption of B- Glimmer start? Is it with Shadow Weaver? You use- like continually to use her as a vessel, or is it when Glimmer herself starts using the
2: dark magic? Well, I mean Shadow Weaver, because the thing is, she was using her magic kind of like as needed, right? Mm-hmm. And so now I think it'll be more like she's going to train Glimmer.
1: Yeah. Mm, okay. I- and I think the other thing that will, um. Uh, bill help build it is just her growing frustrations now that she has to take over all of her mom's responsibilities so I think it's just going to be kind of one of those like she is going to turn to Shadow Weaver as sort of a parental figure and yeah, Shadow Weaver's everybody's mom now yeah Shadow Weaver's she's my mom she's your mom she's Glimmer's mom but I th- I think that's that could be what they do like is in terms of like the dark glimmer thing is and maybe she may it'll be like one of those like she doesn't realize the change until like she's already like pretty pretty well infected so i feel like we i mean we could easily get rid of shadow weaver and and we could easily play the like okay like you're infected kind of thing like we could easily do that it would be more interesting to have to see kind of what type of relationship unfolds between glimmer and shadow weaver um and that may make for a better story but it could also be like a waste of our time and it may like serve the show better to just you know slowly start to jump into dark glimmer
0: gotcha gotcha well that was basically plot a which is just the 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 kind of the the turn where Glimmer finally takes Shadow Weaver. Uh, it's Shadow Weaver's hand. Um and then we get plot B in this one. Which is and Catra the, going
2: cray cray. Which is C- Catra going. Catra. Insane.
0: <laughs> oh Catra. Um so we could just start with I Let's just start talk about trapped dog for a second. Um, oh god. <laughs> just briefly, I just think it's genius. Whatever what whether you think it's a romantic friendship, a friendship, whatever it is, it's genius to use that suddenly their relationship in whatever sense of that word you want to use, suddenly that's what causes conflict between them and their goals. Cuz you know, if if, if Evan dropped opens the portal, Kordak has to go away, and it's like the adorableness of like them trying to be like, "Oh well, there's still more tests. Like we can push it off." And I'm just like, "Don't you don't have to even do it? Just stay together, and it'd be great." Um, They're best
2: friends. It's great. Yeah,
0: Yeah. they're best. Sure. Um, You know, best friends are the best partners. And here comes Katra giving them everything they need, so they have no excuse to delay the the portal opening. Um. And we get some very interesting kind of uh, dynamics. So we get, for instance, we get finally Hordak and Adora meeting. And, well, not meeting for the first time, but, like, finally having, like, some sort of, like, a...
1: Interaction.
0: Interaction, right? So, like, one Hordak is like, I don't know who you... Like, I don't care about you. Like, I don't know who you are or whatever, which is interesting. It makes me think, does the Horde not value She-Ra?
1: Like, does, does Hordak not think that being She-Ra is that special? Well, that would make make sense, though, because, like, you know, up before, like, prior to this, like, Catra and, like, Shadow Weaver were so very focused on, like, Adora and then, you know, Adora slash She-Ra, and that would explain why Hordak is just, like, had been, you know, sort of, like, I don't care, because he doesn't care. Well, he only cares about the portal. (laughs) She is literally, like, the least of his worries. Mm -hmm. He's like, it's a problem. Why can't you just deal with it? Like, it bears like no weight to him at all in any way, shape, or form. He's like, "What even is a shira?" Like,
0: <laughs> see, but I'm thinking it's not that. What even is a shira? I think it's just that he's for she- him, shira is something normal. Like, it's not something mystical or, or whatever. So he just thinks like, "I don't fear you. I don't yeah. think you're that." You know, maybe he's seeing other types of She-Ras. Maybe he's familiar with Mara's
2: Shira. He's also a clone. Like, I mean, his yeah. suspension of disbelief is, is a little bit higher than the rest of us. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Um. But, and then we get this very interesting thing with Entrapta and Adora, where we finally, finally get Adora's side of the story with Entrapta being like, look, we didn't know that you were alive. We finally yeah. get that conversation. So now there's no longer kind of Entrapta thinking otherwise um also really sad that Entrapta sees Catra as a
1: friend and then Catra betrays her in the worst way yeah I can I can definitely like that was a little heartbreaking but again like it just kind of lies yep oh that's, that's the meanest thing
2: that's the thing I will never forgive worst. Catra for
0: yeah she 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 you know and uh, Adora said it she uh, uh, and, uh Catra says things to get what she wants. Which is what she does with with Hordak. She tells yep. him Entrapped is the one who let them in. And then yep. all of Hordak's insecurities make him believe her. And Oh, poor Hordak. I hate the show for I mean I love the show. But like I <laughs> I if you had asked me in season one if I would ever go, Oh, poor Hordak, I would have said you were you were mad. Um But then we get the uh The two. Finally, we get Shadow Weaver and and um, uh, and the gang in in the horde. They've broken in um, via Glimmer, and then we get this like, like boom, boom, boom. Like each princess goes, "I'll handle this. You go ahead." Which I found very annoying because I was like, "Really? Like if that's how it was gonna be, then they shouldn't have come." But sure. Um, And then we get this really interesting intera- in uh, uh, scene between Scorpia and Entrapta. Which is interesting because it's like they, that is the friendship they need, right? Like they're both like, like Scorpia is like is so focused on, uh, and I'm not, like, I don't know. I just think like, see, this is like the person you go to when you want to complain about your, your, your... Mm-hmm significant other it when they're acting evil and annoying like I don't know I think that friendship needs to be explored more because they're they're great together Scorpion and Trapta.
1: they are they're both sweet like and very I guess uh like there's a a certain like innocence to them you know what I mean like especially whenever like Entrapta you know is like oh like Catra's my friend and you're like oh like You would think that. Okay, cutie. Like, not to, like, look down on Entrapta, because I, I like, what I. it's interesting, because whenever the show first started, Entrapta was probably my least favorite princess, and she's very, very much grown on me. So we've also gotten to see a lot of her and got to know her more, and I think that was probably, like, my biggest qualm, was I was just like, oh, I don't really know Entrapta, but I I like her, and I feel bad for her.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um... Before we get into Katra attacking Entrapta, um, we get this very interesting uh, fight between uh, Shadow Weaver and Katra, and it's interesting how Katra goes, "You made me this way, and you get to be the good guy." Once mm-hmm. again, Katra be playing the victim and saying, "You know," and again, Shadow Weaver offers her a way out. Shadow yeah. Weaver tells her, "You can, you can come with me." Like, you don't have to be here anymore. And she still says no.
1: Yeah. It's 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 hard.
0: <laughs> but then on that same breath, she goes, like, you couldn't wait to get away from here from me, but you came back for Adora. And then she starts to cry. So it's kind of like, oh, man. It's like every time you – she it's frustrating. She also hits you with, like, yeah, but also you feel very bad for me because yeah. of my situation, which is part of the – Strength of Catra.
1: At least as a viewer. I think that's just such like. an. I mean like I understand Catra. I guess like perceiving it that way. But it's just such an interesting way. To like interpret that situation. Because like. Um, and it's probably also too. Because uh, you know. Like we got to see the other side. Like we know that Shadow Weaver is there. Because Glimmer was like. I need to get there. And you can help me. Kind of situation. Um, But like it's just. I don't know i i i'm I'm like fascinated with like that thought process of and i'm I mean maybe I've had those type of thoughts before, but just not so like blatantly right <laughs> like I feel like that level of like self like depression within myself um is a little bit more uh less blunt so
0: <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, but um uh there's, like, a, a pretty dark moment where Glimmer – was Glimmer going to let Shadow Weaver kill Katra?
1: I don't know. Because Bo is well, the one she, well, who she, I intervenes. thought she
0: told her to stop. Yeah. No, Bo was the one who said stop. Bo was the one who intervened and said – and was, like, the moral compass and goes, like, enough, you're taking – and it's not even to save Catra and to stop her from committing murder. It was, you're taking too much of Glimmer's health. Like, Glimmer wasn't saying anything.
1: Yeah. Glimmer was just,
0: like, there. Well, Bo and, was the one who intervened.
1: Well, and Shadow Weaver is... I, I feel like also, like, Shadow Weaver is kind of playing, like, this very, like, sideline character. And so it's it's hard to tell, like, who where that was coming from. Like, I can see where Bo would see that, like, this is Shadow Weaver's doing. But who's to say it wasn't also Glimmer's doing? You know what I mean? Like...
0: Right. I mean... I don't know, like, it, I mean, it's interesting, how, it, like, if, even if Glimmer had said, like, no, and Shadow Weaver had still been doing it, and then Bo intervened, then it would have been like, all right, well, clearly Glimmer didn't want, but that's what I mean, that's already planting the seeds of, like, Glimmer having this kind of darker kind of, kind of, uh, mm-hmm. like, you already start seeing her think of, like, whatever it takes, right? Yeah. Whatever it takes, and it's like, well… What if you do something wrong at, during that process? And we kind of saw a little bit of that in season two when Katra was when Katra was captured cap, uh, captured by them by Bo and Glimmer, and Bo again was the one who was kind of like the moral compass and being like, "We can't we can't sink to their level." Yeah, and then like, well, then that's and it's it, it, it ties back in in this moment where it's like once again you have an instance where Catra might die, and then by by whatever in Glimmer doesn't do anything. So it's, in that's like a, and Bo, once again, is the more compass. So it's interesting yeah. how Bo's ro- Bo's role in the potential Dark Glimmer storyline, his role, I feel like that's going to cause some major tension between the two of them that I cannot wait to see.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting, especially because we've already seen tension between them before.
0: Right. And
1: so um, it, it'll be, but previously it mostly like, Run like came from Glimmer, and so it'll be interesting to see it like resonate with Bo more, uh, yeah. Because you know, it's gonna be Bo who's going to be the inc- more like frustrated one, um, just given like, w- like ha- who we know Glimmer to be. Like, she, you know, not not to like p- make it sound mean, but she can be like a little like strong willed and bullheaded, and so it like, and again, like, Bo's always been that person to kind of rein her back, but. F- Like, is she going to start down a path of, like, okay, Bo, well, like, I'm, like, I'm in charge. Like, I have to make this decision, and this is the decision I'm going to make, no matter what you say. Like, that type of scenario. But then that would also, like, make the scene between Glimmer and um, Angela a little bit more weighted in the fact that like angela like sort of put her foot down and was just like i'm your queen you're my general and so i wonder if glimmer will have a parallel scene later on down the road
0: yeah i mean she's gonna be queen now so
1: yeah
0: maybe um so yeah uh catra sends Entrapta to beast island how dare she (laughs) and then she lies to hordak and what's a re- really cute moment where Hordak basically starts with, where's Entrapta? I need her. He needs her, people. <laughs> um, and then Katra goes, you can't trust a princess. They'll just use you to get what they want, which is basically what Katra is. She's just going to use you to get what they want. Uh, what she wants, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she pulls the switch. Like, Hordak can't pull the switch. She's nowhere near it. It's her completely her choice. There's no, there's not even Hordak telling her to pull the switch. It's she's just, just
1: like, let's do it. Yep.
0: Yep. She's the one who does it. She. It's completely her choice. Um. Is this the lowest that Ketra's gonna go? Like, have we? Is this her rock bottom, or are we gonna, or is there more?
2: How can there? we go lower? How? How? She I ruined
1: the world. Yeah.
0: I don't know, but that's what I'm asking. <laughs> Uh,
1: Is there
0: potential? I'm not asking for specifics. Just is there potential?
1: It would be really interesting to see how much further she could potentially go. You know what I mean? Like, especially because we have an entire universe um, and dimension of possibilities. So, like, where where does Catra's like ruthlessness end? You know,
0: I mean, it could be like this is like this is. I mean, it could be more of now that now that she's made this choice, she's now going to commit to it full on. And she's yeah. just going to keep doing bad things, but not feel as bad because it's like, well, I can't look back now. Yeah, Maybe that's how it's going to go.
1: And I mean, again, like we've already seen sort of Catra not caring, but that was kind of like a positive, like sort of I, I say it was positive in the fact that like Catra was happy out of this. But I don't think that Catro will ever find happiness, even if she uh, does destroy the world. And so I think rock bottom for her is going to be realizing that you, like, no matter what you do, you're not going to be happy unless you change. Right. So.
2: I mean, because she also, does she see... Also, she's stuck with Hordak. Yeah. Like, that can't be that yes, much fun. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, she, she does see... Uh, um, like, that look Adora gives her and her reaction to that look. Well, that's later. That's in, yeah. later. That's in episode six. But, you know, there is, like, that hint of, like, maybe she does realize. Like, maybe all this time she's thought, well, no matter what, Adora is eventually going to return back to me. and Come back to me. And we're going to be pals again. It doesn't matter. You know, it's kind of like that promise. Like, good or bad, whatever happens, I'll always be by your side, right? Um. Well, maybe this is the moment she realizes, like, oh, no, I did cross a line. Maybe maybe not. Who knows? But um let's just end wrap up the conversation with um where do these two episodes rank for you in comparison to the rest of the season and where do these two episodes rank for you overall and from what we've gotten from Shira these past 3 seasons.
1: April. Um I would say they're pretty high. It's really hard to say. I'm trying to think now if there's any like episodes um, that I guess stand out more to me. Um, I know there was like a couple of really li- really, really strong episodes in like season one. Um, season two was very kind of like meh-ish for me. Um, but I would say these episodes are are pretty high up there. Um, I think there there's an episode like coming up in this season. That I like just a little bit more. more, and I thought, yeah, that I thought was like better done, and and that's to say, like in terms of like, there's like some episodes that are very, very well done, but may not necessarily be my favorite either. So, gotcha. Um, it it it's really hard. I'm like, can I build like two different lists? Like, yeah, terms, like these ones are extremely well done. These ones like are what I care for. Gotcha. So. Gotcha.
0: Um, what about you, Delaney? What um, episodes uh, did you like? Where does these
2: where do these episodes rank for you? I do think episode three is like up there. Like it's probably like number two, number one with uh, the episode before it. And I mean four four is really good too, but I don't think it's as high as three. And
0: that's that's in the season in or the overall season in general?
2: Uh, gotcha. overall in general. I do think three is like top five. Gotcha, gotcha. Ooh, that's very high um
0: yeah i don't i don't know where to rank these i think three would is higher than four but i think four i mean i mean i think i don't know in comparison to like ev i think that i agree with april that there's like a certain episode later on that i think is a little stronger just like in terms of like i, yeah. I just like what they've done they did just a little bit better um, and then overall, I, I mean, to be frank, I don't remember certain episodes of the previous seasons well enough in terms of quality, that I'm like, oh yes, this is clearly superior. Yeah. Uh, I know. I still think like maybe like the, the, the promise episode I think is still it's, up that, there. That's
1: the one that I was thinking of too. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's the one I, that one's still up there for me as like, un, like untoppled. Um, but, yeah, any any last thoughts on these two episodes before we go? Or are we good?
1: I'm good. I think I'm good. I think we, I think we like, super we covered, covered everything.
0: <laughs> we covered it. We covered it. Alright, cool. Um, you can find out all the info on this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. You can join us on Discord to text chat about animation at OverlyAnimated.com Discord. You can support us via Patreon at Patreon.com OverlyAnimated. Thanks to all our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, John, aka Johnny Bravo. And thanks as always to our Patreon executive producers, Ryan, Steve, Alex, Beatrice, Hugh, Michael, and Needle. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye! Bye!
1: Bye.